Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva paper towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. But in the battle for the survival of this republic, it's going to be reality and not illusion or delusion that will determine the future. We're live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes or shoot me an email. The address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com or call the van line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Man. Trump had a big rally in Winston-Salem, North Carolina last night, and uh, didn't miss a beat. He's uh, he's getting his his uh, rally legs back, and he is in top form. It looked like to me about three to five thousand uh, people are in attendance. He uh, he is doing these events now, right on the tarmac, like he did uh, during the 2016 campaign. Just pull the plane up there and uh and get out and address people and as i say he was in top form and we're going to compare trump's uh performance on the campaign trail so far with that of joe biden and uh it's just hard to wrap your mind around uh the the claims that the media keeps making that uh, joe biden is leading donald trump in this election if it you know i guess it could be true (laughs) I'm not buying it. I wasn't buying it when they were uh, given these uh, these same predictions back in 2016, and I'm definitely not buying them now. You know, I said in the run-up to this election that this was going to be a replay for the Democrats of 2016. They had a, a very unpopular, incompetent, low-energy, uh, entitled Washington swamp creature in the form of Hillary Clinton and they've done it again. Uh, they've put somebody up there again, low energy, no new ideas, basically just pandering to whatever audience uh, is standing in front of them at the time. And I think the results are going to be very similar, only worse for the Democrats. But, uh, you know, they, they tried to shut down the Trump rallies uh, and Trump has taken to calling them peaceful protests which is just delicious when you consider that the Democrats have been absolutely unwilling to condemn their own supporters that are out in the streets uh, rioting and demonstrating by tearing uh, businesses apart in these Democrat cities. Here is, uh, here is a clip early on in Trump's speech last night. Joe Biden and his party spent the entire summer cheering on the rioters, rampaging through Democrat-run cities, falsely labeling them as peaceful protesters. And, you know, we call you peaceful protesters. You know why? 
because they have rules in these Democrat-run states that if you're campaigning, you can't have more than five people. They did that for me. If you're going to church, you can't go to church anymore. You can't go to church. You can't go to church. You can't do anything. You have to stay in your house. But if you're willing to riot running down Main Street, if you're willing to riot and stand on top of each other's face and do whatever the hell you want to do, you're allowed to do that because you're considered a peaceful protester. So we decided to call all our rallies peaceful protests. So if you were a Democrat governor or a Democrat mayor and you actually wanted to stop the rioting in your state or your city, and you had these coronavirus lockdowns, why would you make an exception for these uh, so-called peaceful protests that uh, inevitably devolve into riots? If you really wanted to secure your city, why would you allow an exemption for demonstrations, they like to call them? You wouldn't. This is part of a tactic. This is a, a strategy for the Democrats, they were going to cause this country so much pain and so much anxiety that they hope that uh, they'll turn the evil orange man out. But uh, Trump is really digging in on his his uh, critique. I don't like to use that word attack. It seems uh, overwrought. But his critique of uh, Joe Biden's career. Save the U.S. auto industry by withdrawing from the last administration's job-killing catastrophe. The Trans-Pacific Partnership was a disaster. Biden was a number one proponent. Joe Biden shook hands with blue-collar workers, and then he turned around and immediately stabbed them in the back. Biden supported NAFTA, China's entry into the World Trade Organization, TPP, the South Korea disaster deal, and mass amnesty for illegal aliens. Think of it. Yeah, Joe likes to call himself uh, Blue Collar Joe and, uh, and you know, burnish his union credentials. His union credentials are based almost entirely on, uh, on facilitating uh, the, the higher-ups in the unions, the, the union bosses, they like to call them. Um, you know, and, and their ability to, uh, to, to collect workplace dues, but they do, did almost nothing. As a matter of fact, they were under, uh, Biden's, uh, tenure in Washington. The Democrats undermined the unions at every opportunity. I should say that he undermined working people at every opportunity and tried to use his union support that was given to him by these, uh, union bosses as proof that he really was blue collar lunch bucket Joe. But there's so much material here for Trump to work with. And he also called out um, Biden's betrayal of black workers in particular. Biden spent the last 47 years betraying African-American voters. He betrayed them. Look at 1994. Take a look at that crime bill. He betrayed them what he did to them. He closed the factories in Baltimore and sent them to Beijing. They were all sent to Beijing. So many people went there. They went to all parts of the world, but a lot went to Beijing. He shuttered the plants in Chicago and sent them to Shanghai. Unlike the previous administration, under my administration, we put America first. 
These are the themes that are going to carry Trump uh, over the finish line. I think the law and order issue is now about number three after the economy and health care. And the health care is a real uh, vulnerability in this campaign. There are uh, reports now that Joe Biden is telling his Wall Street donors, the people that really run the Democrat Party, to ignore all of this uh, populist rhetoric that Joe Biden is engaging in out on the campaign trail, and that if he gets elected, it's going to be business as usual. This was actually reported in the Washington Post, of all places. Uh, They they, uh, quote them, when Joe Biden released economic recommendations two months ago, they included a few ideas that worried some powerful bankers. And they were talking about uh, installing banking services at the post offices. In private calls, though, with Wall Street leaders, the Biden campaign made it clear that these proposals would not be central to Biden's agenda. In other words, we're not we don't really mean that. They basically said, listen, this is just an exercise to keep the Warren and the Bernie people happy. Don't read too much into it. So this is a typical Washington way of doing things. You make whatever promises you have to make to get the votes. You take as much money from special interests to buy those votes. And then when you get in there, you deliver for the donors. Trump was also forward-looking, uh, talking about his goals uh, in his second term. Biden spent the last 47 years betraying African. Yep, that's not the clip. Where did it go, Jim? Uh, and I have to bring that to you later. Okay, here he is uh, talking about. His one of one of his big achievements in his first term, making America energy independent. You know, for all of my adult life, beginning with the uh, the oil embargo back in the seventies, I wasn't an adult then, but I remember it. All the way up until Donald Trump, it was a constant refrain: we have to gain energy independence so we will stop being dependent on these hostile Middle East uh, sheiks and and um, emirs. None of them were able to do it. Donald Trump achieved that in the second year in office. Why why is that? Why would that be? If it was available to us, why didn't we do it? I can tell you why. Because the Democrats were totally beholding to uh, the radical environmental movement. And the Republicans, in the form of Bush and, uh, well, the Bush family, were beholding to the uh, the Saudis. Their money was all tied up in the Saudis. That's why they they put those um, Saudi members of the royal family on a plane when all the other air traffic was grounded right after 9-11 and flew them the hell out of this country first thing. And uh, then uh, Trump got on to the, uh, the law and order issue. On November 3rd, America faces a very simple choice. Do what you want. Vote for the candidate backed by violent left-wing rioters if you have to. Or do what you want to vote for the candidate backed by the selfless heroes of law enforcement and just about everybody else. When do you see the numbers? When do you see the numbers? So I need to touch on that just a little bit. You know, uh, in, in Salem, Oregon yesterday... Uh, some of the uh, MAGA, uh, the Trump supporters, showed up at the Capitol in Oregon 
to oppose the Black Lives Matter demonstration was, that was there. And uh, and there were, uh, you know, a, a confrontation. And at one point, they had a video of this um, this little beta boy standing on the steps of the state capitol, waving his sign, uh, trying to agitate the uh, the Trump supporters. And uh, a big old country boy came uh, running up there onto the steps, just barely touched it on the head, and it went flying. And, uh, and then put his knee on his chest. It looks like a girl, uh, if you don't look at it too closely, but it is a, a boy in these skinny jeans with the dyed hair and, um, you know, very effeminate beta boy ways. But the big guy uh, puts a knee in the middle of his chest and then just gently slaps him in the face a few times. Well, that was finally some violence that the mainstream media could get interested in. And lo and behold, it ended up on the evening news. The, the mean old Trump supporters are attacking the uh, the Antifas and the Black Lives Matter. This guy was dressed up in the you know the black block outfit. <laughs> I mean, literally, the big guy just barely touched him on the head, and he just went flying. It's kind of funny to watch. It's all over social media. I'm sure you've seen it. A lot of people are saying that's a girl. I looked at it close and blew it up. No, it's a guy with just very effeminate ways. Oh, but I can tell you where all of this is headed. And I'll tell you right after this break. Stick with me. I'll be right back. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you now what the Democrats' next line of attack on Donald Trump will be. I've wondered, you know, how Joe Biden is is on camera at these uh, these sad events that he's holding with uh, just a few people in the audience. And I thought, well, surely Joe Biden can gather more than five people. What Joe Biden is doing there is he's complying with these Democrat governor's orders that uh, you can't uh, have an event with more than five people. He had five people at the church in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He had five people in um I think it was uh, Pittsburgh yesterday, and uh, there's several others. Uh, one, you know, he just got a, a smattering of people, just five people in the audience. He's complying with these. Trump is holding rallies and calling them peaceful protesters. And, uh, of course, the, the media is already attacking Trump and his supporters for not social distancing and not, in every case, wearing masks. And that was the big headline that the media was humping coming out of uh, yesterday's rally in Winston-Salem that Trump supporters gathered without masks. And where all of this is going is uh, is a new line of attack that they're they're going to call Trump a super spreader. And they're going to use their leftists in academia and uh, and these think tanks to gin up bogus accusations that uh, the people left this rally and then infected a bunch of people. And if you want to see the preview of this, 
You can go to a website called IZAinstitute.org. It's a German outfit. It's a pro-mass migration, pro-globalist, pro-environmentalist, a, a thoroughly dyed-in-the-wool leftist organization. But they they wrote a, a, a an analysis from all the way over there in Bonn, Germany, of the Sturgis motor, motorcycle rally that took place earlier this month. I guess it was last month. And they claim... The Sturgis motorcycle rally in South Dakota last... Shut up. And they claim that um, it caused 266,000 cases of coronavirus, which caused public health, um, a public health bill of $12.2 billion. Now, they were able to assemble this information by analyzing cell phone data, anonymized cell phone data, they say. Well, that came as a big surprise because just last week, the New York Times, who was trying to uh, hype up and exaggerate the uh, the spread of coronavirus from the Sturgis motorcycle rally, came up with their own data that claimed 260 people had uh, had contracted the virus there, and it was one death of a an older obese diabetes patient. Now, you know, if there was any hay to be made out of the spread of coronavirus at Sturgis, that the New York Times would have done it. As a matter of fact, you can bet that that 260 number was inflated to fit their narrative. But that's not enough for the IZA in Bonn, Germany. They're going to sit you know, over there and analyze anonymized cell phone data claim it caused 266,000 cases and that it cost $12.2 billion. And what they're doing, of course, this was published in the Hill and Politico and some of the second tier leftist news organizations in this country. They're going to claim that Donald Trump, by holding these rallies, has caused a spike in coronavirus infections. They're going to call them super spreading events. And Biden is going to hump that as hard as he can. Joe Biden, for his part, was off of the campaign trail again. He was resting up after his Labor Day weekend activities, which included just a handful of events, uh, most of them virtual, and then sitting in the backyard uh, of some uh, some union organizers in, I think it's Pittsburgh, and uh, we've we've kind of seen now how this whole Biden campaign is shaping up. Uh, when they take questions, rarely take questions from reporters, they're pre-screening these questions and and requiring them to uh, to submit their questions beforehand, and then they are putting them up on the teleprompter for Joe Biden to uh, to read the answer off of. And I've got a montage here of Joe Biden reading off the teleprompter. The problem is he loses his place on the teleprompter or the, whoever's operating the teleprompter gets ahead of him, and he has to actually speak to the teleprompter operator to get back on the same page. Sometimes he he reads the captions, you know, that are telling him what, 
what uh, uh, emotion to to try to convey or you know other instructions and uh and really exposes the game here he is who is this guy uh the governor of Pennsylvania Tom Wolf well this is a whole montage look um one 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 of the things that um uh um that I think is really important is that uh, we somehow put that back on. There's somehow <laughs> put that back on. I think is really important is that uh, we somehow put that back on. There's somehow that we're in a situation where and uh, and in addition to that, uh, in addition to that, in this clip he's uh, he's motioning to the teleprompter operator to to uh, to move it up, move it up. That we have to. Uh, make sure that we uh, we are in a position that we are. Well, let me let me go to the second. Struggling thing. to find this place. Spoken enough of that. Well, I will make an educator, an education that, in fact, thank you all for taking your part, fulfilling a part, being part of, and honors your heroism now, not 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 yesterday. We needed yet yesterday. I unveiled a plan. Social distancing. <laughs> He's. He's not even able to go off the teleprompter. And he's exhausted. He's exhausted after the three-day weekend. I'm going to play the rest of this uh, this montage for you. And wearing masks, which I never do when I walk outside of this house. I never fail to do. Now, one day, on day one, I'm going to send the legislature. Lonnie knows I believe this every fiber of my being. We're posed. I, what I propose is, is it can be done. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than... You know, you can tell by looking at somebody's eyes when they're reading. And all of these stumbles are taking place while he's on the teleprompter. 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. Move it up here. <laughs> so this, uh, this union worker asked him a question and he has to... Uh, He's barely, he's sitting down. He's barely able to catch his breath. He's just exhausted. This was um, on Monday. He took the day off yesterday. Move it up here. You know, there used to be a basic bargain in this country. Oh, my goodness. Here's what Joe Rogan had to say about uh, Biden's performance on the trail me is like having a flashlight with a dying battery and going for a long hike in the woods. <laughs> it is not going to work out. It's not going to make it. Biden to me is like having a flashlight with a dying battery and going for a long hike in the woods. <laughs> it is not going to work out. It's not going to make it. And uh, What's really hilarious about this is they've also locked Pamela, uh, Kamala, Pamela, I call her Kamila. She's a Kamila now. If they want to get particular about the way you pronounce her name, they've got her locked down too. And here's why. Because if she's out there working harder than Biden, it's going to make him look bad and expose him, you know, as being dependent on her. And they don't want to remind people out there that, Kamala Harris is actually going to be the president by contrasting 
her ability to actually get out and about with uh, with Biden's being locked down in his basement and uh, in such low energy. So they're kind of keeping the wraps on Kamala. Actually, the best, the the less seen of Kamala, Kamila, the better. But she uh, she did have a, a virtual conference with the sainted one Obama yesterday, and we'll play uh, some some clips from that when we get back after these messages, and we'll go over the questions that reporters ought to be asking Biden, but of course aren't. We'll also talk about the John Durham bust that's shaping up as if it's not going anywhere, at least not before the election, and certainly not after the election unless Donald Trump wins. Right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. So I know old Joe's having a hard time getting out, but why are they got Kamala Harris on such a limited schedule? Of course, you know, it's not not make old Joe Biden look bad. If Joe Biden is locked down in his basement and Kamala Harris is out there hitting the campaign trail, that would highlight that there's really no reason for Joe to be locked down into the basement. She's, She's not popular, and we saw it in the... The primaries, the more voters see her, the less they like her. You'll recall she dropped out of the uh, the, the race before she even made it to the starting line in Iowa. She started out with 15% approval, and by the time Iowa came around, she was down to 3%. And, you know, it's because she's just a transparent climber. She laughs and giggles at inappropriate times. She doesn't know any of the, the, uh, subject matter. And, uh, and she is liable to misspeak at any time. Plus, you know, the more they, they're, uh, she's out there, the more the Republicans will be tempted to actually focus on her record. But Kamila did, uh, have a virtual interview with, the sainted one Obama yesterday and uh, really got into some meaty issues with regard to Joe Biden and his policy prescriptions. Tell me about Joe. 
and your relationship with Joe and what do I need to know? Like, what's the thing about the ice cream? He loves ice cream. The world is dying to know whether the next leader of the United States, what's his opinion on ice cream? And, uh, you know, with his long years of experience in the White House, the sainted one has some very strong opinions on that, that critical subject. Tell me about that. (laughs) Ice cream is big. Uh, Pasta with red sauce. He he can he he can go deep on that. Uh Uh, (laughs) He really does like those aviator glasses. He knows he looks good in them. (laughs) But but look, the 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 main thing to know about Joe is that Joe uh, has never lost his sense of why we do this. And we do yes. it because of, you know, for him, memories of his family uh, yeah. back in Scranton. And- <laughs> the old Scranton ploy again, working class Joe from Scranton that spent his political career shilling for the credit card companies and allowing them to charge usury rates to destroy the financial health of people who were you know, struggling to keep their head above water while he shipped their jobs overseas and supported policies that flooded this country with cheap, illegal immigrant labor. I could go on and on in that clip. Kamala Harris, that cackle is, if anything, it's worse than Hillary Clinton's cackle. She, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, did go to Kenosha after... Um, after Biden followed Trump there, then Kamala Kamila came in as the cleanup hitter and, uh, and met with the Farrakhan acolyte, Jacob Blake senior talked to the, uh, the accused rapist from his hospital bed, Jacob Blake jr. And, uh, came away from the, uh, the incident saying, uh, she was proud of Jacob Blake and that the, the Blake family was inspiring with their gracefulness or their their uh, dignity and grace. How's that going to play in middle America? All the left, uh, leftists are going to vote for Biden anyway. How are you uh, uh, expanding your base by praising an accused rapist and a acolyte of Louis, Louis Farrakhan? At one point, uh, one of the reporters asked Kamila if um, if she was excited about it was um, it was on CNN if she was excited about the vaccine that everyone says is uh, is in trials, clinical trials. So let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. Um, I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. And it would- <laughs> so Donald Trump, the evil scientist, is in his laboratory in the White House basement cooking up a vaccine that will magically know how to target Democrats. She doesn't trust Donald Trump with a vaccine. Remember, this is the party of science. You have to pay attention to the science except when our uh, our voters are rioting or 
except when it applies to uh, Nancy Pelosi getting her hair cut. And, uh, you know, this is another instance where they, they selectively choose which science they're going to uh, observe when the scientists all said, oh, certainly you can reopen schools. It's very minimal risk to that school-age population. That, that, that's not their kind of science. And Fauci um, appeared with uh, John Roberts on Fox to, uh, to talk about this, um, this vaccine. Well, certainly there are no corners being cut, John. I'll guarantee you that. Safety is very important. What we're doing is not compromising safety and certainly not compromising scientific integrity. We, in fact, briefed the president today about this in the Oval Office, and there is no political pressure that I've seen at all to move quickly. Well, Trump did put in a policy that uh, that, that, uh, fast-tracked this by allowing the the trials to move ahead uh, at the same time, uh, I'm sorry, uh, allowed the manufacturer to move ahead at the same time the trials were being conducted so that if the uh, the vaccine passes the trials as expected, then they'll be in a, uh, a position to hurry it out. I, I'm not going to take it. Uh, the latest information uh, says that, uh, you know, if you... Uh, if you uh, take mega doses of vitamin D and zinc, and uh, and drink quinine tonic water, that your odds of getting this are very low. You know the the scientists have suddenly discovered that the infection rate in Africa, which has got some of the most overcrowded, unsanitary cities in the world, is very very low. Now, why would that be? Why would Africa, with all of its many problems, be the one place where they wouldn't have coronavirus outbreaks. Hmm. Could it be that Africa is the only continent where hydroxychloroquine is widely available and can be bought over the counter? Could that be it? Could it be that the people in Africa have been taking hydroxychloroquine as a preventative for malaria for generations? Hmm. I don't know. That's a, that's some science we don't want to consider. Well, today marks the 55th day until the election, and we have officially entered the uh, the 60-day pre-election blackout that uh that Bill Barr uh, said that he would observe to keep from interfering in the election. So it appears that the Durham investigation, at least uh, in the sense of having any indictments before the election to expose the wrongdoing, is uh, is now dead in the water until after the election. And if Trump loses the election, like I said, you'll you'll never see any report or indictments from John Durham. He'll probably be fired on Biden's or Kamala's uh, first day in office. I'm not sure Biden is going to make it to the finish line, to tell you the truth. I suppose that they would uh, they would immediately just ele- elevate Kamala to be the uh, the top of the ticket. Maybe they would drag another one of their their old swamp. Maybe they'd give it to Chuck Schumer. But um, Trey Gowdy was on um, Sunday Futures with Maria 
talking about uh, the Durham investigation and its demise. So with respect to Durham, me, my expectation is that he is going to access documents that Devin and Ratcliffe and I never got to see. He's going to access documents that the FBI never shared with Congress, and he'll write the definitive accounting of what happened. Whether or not there'll be more indictments or not, Maria, I don't know, and I like to assume that there will not be. And I know that that puts me in a small minority, but I'm assuming that the Klein-Smith indictment will be the only one. But I would I would liken it to Secretary Clinton. She was not indicted. But when the jury in November of 2016 met, they did meet out punishment. They did meet out accountability. No, they didn't. They just talked about it. There's there's not there can't be a two tier standard of justice where powerful, influential people get to do what they want, and all they, they get is a public shaming, and the rest of us go to jail. Actually, that is the justice system we've got. So regardless of it, whether Brennan or Comey or Strzok or Page or Baker or anyone else suffers a criminal consequence, the jury has a chance in November of 2020 to weigh in and say, you know what, you didn't meet our expectations for law enforcement. Oh, please. Somebody's got to tell this guy about his haircut. He looks like the the uh, textbook definition of a peckerwood with that that little um, peak that he has right in the middle of his head. I I know he's got some sort of hair issues, but surely somebody could do just shave it off if you're going to wear it like that. Hey, we're going to run out to a break. When we get back, we'll talk about the the deep state's efforts to try to knock. Trump out of the box in the run-up to the election. Stick with us. We'll be right back. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Well, on yesterday's show, I teased uh, that I was going to talk about the Atlantic story, this uh, this bogus story that they dredged up out of uh, Trump's visit to France to commemorate the landing at Normandy. Um, actually, I guess it was uh, VE Day, Victory in Europe Day, that they were commemorating. And they uh, they claimed that Donald Trump called the dead people in the uh, cemeteries uh, losers and uh, and suckers. There was never any truth to it, and everybody that was in any position to know, including John Bolton, came out and said that it was all bogus. But uh, this is the this is the revenge of the generals. Uh, early on in Trump's career, they uh, they took him up to the Pentagon and they put him in a uh, uh, a soundproof room, and they had all the generals sitting around the table trying to to uh, read the riot act to Trump to tell him that his views about, uh, you know, um, shrinking our footprint on all of these wars in the middle East and, uh, in our commitments to defend Europe through NATO. Well, that's just the way it is. And you're going to have to learn to accept that 
Trump didn't take too well to it. Uh, he realized that he was the commander in chief and they were there to do what he had run on. And, uh, people said that, uh, that were in that meeting said that he called them a bunch of babies that had forgotten how to win wars. Now I kind of believe that I kind of believe that he would do that because the generals, uh, have, you know, uh, first of all, they've been the, the upper ranks in the military have been populated by Obama. And they have forgotten how to win wars. And they are, are absolutely dedicated to these endless wars in the Middle East. They, they're fighting them tooth and nail as he tries to get us out of Afghanistan. And, uh, and through a hissy fit, when he pulled our troops out of Syria, why would we want to get in between Turkey and Russia? What, what is in it for us? Other than, uh, you know, a whole bunch of munitions being bought and used while our sons and daughters get murdered and maimed and their lives are ruined, but they fought them tooth and nail. As a matter of fact, that's why mad dog Mattis resigned is because Trump was determined to get us out of that quagmire in Syria. So, you know, I kind of believe that part of it. Trump, uh, at his Rose Garden presser on Labor Day um, acknowledged that, uh, you know, maybe maybe the generals aren't entirely in love with him. With him, he's right on tape and you don't want to cover it. You should be ashamed of yourselves. The press should be ashamed of themselves. With Biden shipped away our jobs, threw open our borders and sent our youth to fight in these crazy endless wars. And it's one of the reasons the military, I'm not saying the military is in love with me, the soldiers are. The top people in the Pentagon probably aren't because they want to do nothing but fight wars so that all of those wonderful companies that make the bombs and make the planes and make everything else stay happy. But- now that is, uh, that is, I called it on social media, true beast truth mode. That is the kind of statement that a president of the United States is not supposed to make. That is going to make those generals mad at him and make them more likely to actually uh, do Biden's bidding and go drag him out of the Oval Office because that those are the truths that are not supposed to be uttered in Washington. The last guy that said anything like that, of course, was uh, Ike. President Eisenhower, on his way out the door, warned us of the rise of the military-industrial complex, this, this uh, relationship between the generals and the defense industry where the generals... Uh, earn brownie points for keeping us in uh, at war and using up a lot of munitions. And then as soon as they retire from the military, they, uh, they go to work for those defense contractors sitting on their boards, collecting millions of dollars. But uh, here, the president of the United States, who I've said it before, doesn't have a filter. Oh Yeah. That is going to uh, to make the generals mad at him. But for myself, I love him for it because these are the kind of truths that need to be um, talked about to put people back in their place. The generals are supposed to serve the president, not the other way around. And the military is supposed to serve our country's interests, not the interests of the military industrial complex or 
other countries' interests in the Middle East. But they're, uh, they're going to continue to dredge up one bombshell story after another right up to the election. The editor at The Atlantic, Jeffrey Goldberg, has already promised that he is going to continue to try to erode Trump's support among the rank and file in the military. He had Michael Cohen, who <laughs> apparently is uh, being allowed to serve his time in his plush Manhattan condo. He's, uh, he's written a book, or at least he has had a book written that he has put his name to. I doubt he's even read the book. It's called Betrayal, and uh, he's trying to you know, uh, join in to the resistance here. Well, I guess he was already a card-carrying member of the resistance, but he's trying to do his part for the resistance. And he went on with uh, Rachel Madcow on MSNBC to hump this book. He was actually all over um, the uh, the media yesterday, and this, here's what it sounded like. Central relationship with Vladimir Putin. Ask you, Michael, about um, something that you describe in detail, which is also something that I've sort of spent a long time chasing, which is this unusual story. This is like page page two forty nine of your book, um, chapter twelve, which has got a lot of great stuff in it. <laughs> um, oh, it's got great stuff. And you talk about. I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I was like, oh, twelve. This is this is my jam. <laughs> this is the part for me. <laughs> um, so you write that the president effectively sort of flipped a house in in Palm Beach. Um, you describe it as an architectural nightmare, which I found effective. Um, so Cohen is now an architectural critic. But he made a pros- a, a profit on that in excess of fifty million dollars. And the, what, what you write about in Chapter 12 is that the president told you that although the person who bought that house from him for this $50 million plus profit was a Russian fertilizer billionaire, the president told you that he believed the actual money was Putin's. Quote, the oligarchs are just fronts for Putin, Trump told me. He puts them into wealth to invest his money. That's all they're doing, investing Putin's money. And then you say, in your words, Trump was convinced the real buyer of that house was Vladimir Putin. Was he speaking seriously and literally there? Did he actually think that Putin had arranged this $50 million windfall for him? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know what he was thinking. I well, guess. I don't know what he was thinking. How about this, Rachel Madcow? How about you go down to Palm Beach, you look up the owner of that house, find out if he's living there, and whether or not he, uh, he got a good deal on his house. What this guy was doing, this Russian fertilizer oligarch, Hey, you know, and, and they are all beholding to Putin. They None of them would have their their uh, positions were it not for the support of the Kremlin. But what he's doing is trying to move as much of his cash out of Russia so that he uh, he is, you know, got it stored away and he's got a bolt hole that he can uh, flee if he gets into Putin's bad graces. But that was the big story that Rachel Madcow Thought uh, thought that she had a highlight that Donald Trump sold a uh, flipped a house in Palm Beach and sold it to a Russian oligarch and and pointed out that all of the Russian oligarchs are beholding beholden to Putin. I guess that's not exactly the bombshell that um, 
Matt Al would uh, hope it, it would be. There's a uh, article in uh, today's American Greatness by Elad Hakim, H A K I M Hakim. That's not Hakim. The left's bombshell backfire factory. That the Democrats and their media mouthpieces revel over the bombshell, but it has lost its ability to impress because so many of these bombshells in the Trump era have been duds. <laughs> They've dropped the bomb and it failed to go off. So, of course, the media ran with this, uh, this story last week of the Atlantic right ahead of the Labor Day weekend. But the, by Monday, the, the entire story had fallen apart. But this is uh, just one of a long line of this this Democrat tactic of working with their media to generate these negative stories from the impeachment hearings to the um, quid pro quo in Ukraine to the attacks on Kavanaugh and the Russia hoax and the Stormy Daniels. All of this stuff is based on second or third hand information. Most of it's based on anonymous sources. During Kavanaugh's hearings, the Supreme Court was forced to defend the the Supreme Court justice was forced to defend himself against unsubstantiated, unproven bombshell allegations of sexual assault 35 years ago when he was in high school by uh, a leftist college psychology professor who had no proof, who every witness that she cited says that it never happened. Of course, now they've got, you know, two versions of events that they will believe they'll, they'll doubt anybody that clears the president or his supporters. But when it comes to, you know, left-wing accusations like Jesse Smollett claimed he was beaten up at 2 a.m. in the middle of a blizzard in Chicago by a bunch of MAGA hat Trump supporters that just happen to be roaming the streets. They're all on board with that. They all bought into uh, the, the narrative that Nicholas Sandman, a 16-year-old high school student, Catholic high school student, was harassing a poor, peaceful Native American by standing still and silently smiling as the Native American who had a long history of lying about being a Vietnam veteran and agitating. That bombshell turned out to be a dud too, and now they're having to pay for it. But you, you see Tara Reid come forward, make an accusation against Joe Biden. Oh, we, 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 that's not our kind of story. We don't believe that. They're very selective in the kind of stories they believe and which ones they reject. Tara Reid filed a police report. She had contemporaneous divorce documents talking about the sexual harassment that went on while she was in Joe Biden's Senate office. But that doesn't fit the narrative, so we're not interested in that. Hey, before I run out of time, I want to play you this uh, song here. This is Ryan Parker, the balladeer on the right, talking about the upcoming mail-in voting schemes. You thought Bush and Gore was bad with all the hanging chads. Then brace yourself this year, cause everything you feared is on the verge of coming true. 
can we the people do but just wait to see who won in 2021 mail-in voting the left's promoting from schumer and pelosi to joe biden and the squad mail-in voting it's sure worth noting gives much more opportunity for bribery and fraud dead people non-citizens and many wrong addresses will lead to legal action and a bunch of nasty messes they'll impeach so they'll impersonate that's why they're always floating this method here where votes appear because of mail-in voting they've shown that they will cheat in order to defeat our sitting president the outsider they resent i'm sure that we will hear boxes of ballots disappeared because the post office delivered them into the hudson river mail-in voting the left's promoting will lead to many claims about exclusion and confusion yes mail-in voting it's sure worth noting a bigger cluster than that Russian collusion. Which county will be sabotaged by Democratic cowards? Will it be Miami, Dayton, Palm Beach, Volusia, or Broward? Stormy Daniels, Ukraine hoaxes, all the failures they've been floating. I'm quite sure that they'll try one more involving mail-in voting. This guy is good. If you're not following Ryan Parker on uh, Twitter and Facebook, you got to tune in. It was uh, Andrew Breitbart that said, "Culture, I mean, uh, politics is downstream from culture. And this guy is a real talent. He's prolific and writes great songs and uh, delivers them, but he, he's doing two or three a week. Follow him and spread this because, uh, you know, we need, we need our own entertainment on the right. And uh, Hollywood is... There's no place to look for it. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back again here tomorrow for another edition right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.